Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is all about mental health empowerment. Today on the show, we are talking to my fellow INTPs about how to stop overthinking for INTPs. Now, if you're not an INTP and you're watching this, this can probably be helpful for you anyway to think about this concept that I'm going to share with you. But essentially, I've heard over and over again that overthinking is this, I say overthinking in quotes because this is more of like the cultural representation of overthinking. I personally consider overthinking to just be more thinking. Sometimes for different personality types, you just have to do more thinking. <laughs> like it kind of depends on, on what your needs are in the moment. But there's certainly a version of it for INTPs, and this sort of uh, series of, of lines of logic are uh, a couple of ideas that I'm going to share with you to sort of help with that. Um, but first, before we carry on, I want you to like and subscribe to this video if you have seen this, if this has been a couple of videos in for you, if you're starting to binge some of these videos and you like what you've seen so far, please subscribe. That would be helpful for me to grow the channel, and we've got all sorts of links below to email signups and other opportunities for you to grow as either an INTP or someone in support of an INTP or to support this channel in whatever way that you deem necessary for you. So I appreciate you for being here and just go ahead and hit the subscribe button if that's something you want to do. So overthinking. Overthinking is something we all have a little bit of a challenge with. Now, again, in terms of like the cultural representation of overthinking, that means usually doing more thinking than you need to. So if I'm going to define it, that usually is what it means. You're doing more thinking and not enough doing or acting upon your thinking. So when I talk about this, I'm going to share with you a baking metaphor because I've been learning to cook a little bit more, especially with like what's been going on in the world with the coronavirus and all of this. Like we've had to cook basically every meal and it's very frustrating as an INTP because I don't want to cook every meal and uh, as an intuitive in particular. And uh, I'm with an ENFP and both of us are basically having that struggle of like, we don't want to keep cooking things. It's really hard. Uh, but through the process of that, I've been learning a lot of metaphors that associate with cooking. So we're going to use that for this episode. Uh, so when you're baking something, let's say you're baking a pie, a pastry, something to that effect, you need ingredients and the ingredients are your thoughts. You've got sugar, you've got, you've got white sugar or brown sugar. You've got, uh, the, let's say you're baking a cherry pie and you need cherries, you need uh, honey maybe. I don't know what goes into making a cherry pie, but you need some sort of pastry. You need filling, you need sugar, you need uh, the tray, you need whatever other equipment that you need. Maybe you need bowls to mix things, you need a, a KitchenAid or whatever. You need all sorts of things to accomplish this task. And now all of these ingredients are your individual thoughts and your individual thoughts are going to be essentially a collection of your experiences, things that you've come across in the world that have made you think of something. It's not just, you don't cultivate thoughts, you find them, you collect your thoughts from different 
places. Now your thoughts, the way you organize information is going to be colored by your experience. So, you know, which ingredients you decide to buy, what brand of ingredients you buy, which store you go to is going to be dependent on your personal experience, what region you live in, what your personal experiences are. So if you get you know, these different ingredients are going to look a little bit different, but in essence, these ingredients are things that you collect in order to cultivate an idea. So let's think of the pie or the pastry as the idea that you're trying to formulate. The idea is that there's this collection of stuff. You've got this, you've got these things that you need to put together in some sort of order. Now for baking, there's usually a defined order. For cooking anything else, sometimes there's a, a way that you can kind of play with ingredients and be a little bit more creative and experimental. But I'm going to use baking because it's just kind of a little bit easier to comprehend and it's a, it's a simple way to define what's going on. So uh, if you're trying to bake an idea, you have to first assemble your ingredients. That means assembling your ideas and organizing them and putting them together. And now when you have that assembled and you're going to put it in the oven, so you put it in the oven and usually for most things that we've figured out how to bake, there's a temperature and there's a time. But usually when it comes to our unique ideas and the unique things that we're creating, there is not always a temperature and a time for how long we need to bake this idea. That means thinking on the idea, ruminating, how to plan it, what does perfection of this idea look like, how do we present it, uh, how do we cultivate it or talk about it or whatever. Uh, how long does that take? And there's going to be times early on in this process of learning how to bake something, how to make something, how to create something, how to put an idea into the world, where you're going to burn it. You're going to either undercook it or overcook it. So there's, I think it's funny that we, we, we value overthinking as something that's a problem when underthinking is not always seen as a problem. It's just as difficult. You can't eat a mushy pie that, or, or a solid pie that's underbaked. Uh, and the same thing with something that's burnt and overcooked, right? You're trying to find the right window of time. And it's not a specific time. It's not like it's going to be 15 minutes at 450 every single time. It's going to depend on the scenario, the oven that you have, uh, the, the ingredients that you're working with, the amount of ingredients, the situation. It's always going to change. So all of these things, even though you might have specific measurements in terms of, of time and temperature, it's, there's still going to be other elements that you have to consider that are going to be about experience. So if you just go by the numbers, you may still burn it. So um, <laughs> how this relates to thinking is that if your idea is in the oven for too long and you don't start to take it out of the oven and put it into the world, then it's going to start burning. You're going to get that overthinking kind of feeling of like, oh, I'm not doing enough. Like this is this is making me swirl in all sorts of directions. Right. So if you pull it out of the oven too early, then it's an underbaked idea and then you kind of look stupid, especially if you present it to, uh, to people and people eat it and they're like, this is undercooked. This is obviously undercooked. What's going on here? Uh, so, you know, that's why it's important to make sure that you're valuing the underthinking as well as the overthinking. It's about finding that, that middle ground of, of being able to put something out into the world. Now, I kind of skipped a part about the ingredients where you need the right ingredients. And in order to obtain the right ingredients, again, you need to honor your experiences, but then sometimes you need to go to a different store to get a different ingredient. You can't necessarily just use the first 
type of sugar that you find to get the best possible pie. You might need to go to a different place to get a different brand of sugar or a type of organic sugar or whatever the case may be. Maybe you're, you're keto or the person, people you're serving is keto and you need to consider that. Um, so you need to go to a different place, get better ingredients, get different things. How that relates is that if your thoughts are the basically the, the a measurement of your experiences, that in order to increase the value of your ingredients, to increase the value of your thoughts, you're going to have to be willing to go to new places and gain new thoughts from new places and new experiences in order to make the best pie that you can, to make the best idea to eventually cultivate and put out into the world. So you find the right ingredients, you put it into this pie, you put it into the oven, and then experience also allows you to have that measurement to be able to know to look at the pie, be able to see, not just rely on the data and the measurements and the temperature and the time, but to be able to check the pie, to be able to look at it, to be able to see with experience if it looks finished or if it's like, you know, the right temperature inside. And with that experience, you'll be able to rely less and less on stoic stuck information and be able to use your experience, your eyesight, your other experiences as a human being, able to be able to tell when an idea is ready to be taken out and put into the world. So there's this concept called thrashing that Seth Godin talks about when it comes to creating things. And usually that means that the first 80% of a project, you need to try to get it done as quickly as possible. That means just thrash around, throw your ideas around, experiment, try things, focus on it, play around, and just get it to as close of a finished state as fast as possible. Especially when you're trying to get feedback from, from coworkers or from, from uh, clients or someone that you need to work with, there's usually this point where you have to, you're going to have to take others' feedback into account. You just, you're just going to have to. That's, you can't avoid that. And if you avoid that, then you're going to continuously overbake your pie. <laughs> um, so basically, you try to get that pie to the last 80%. And once you take the, the pie out of the oven, then you get feedback from someone else who eventually has to try it or the way that you cut it. Or, you know, you can get feedback from someone else who says like, you know what, if you put sugar on top at the end, it does this thing differently. You get feedback. And, but the first 80% is yours. That's something that you can take ownership of and do and get, get through that as quickly as you can. Uh, and then that last 20% is usually when someone says like, all right, well, let's shift it this way. Let's try this thing. Let's do the other thing. Let's see if this works. Or we have to take the client's consideration into account or, or this phrasing's not appropriate or, or something like there's always something that has to be considered. And that's just like the game you kind of have to play in life. So when you take the pie out of the oven and you're ready to present it to the world, actually, it's not even at a point where you're ready to present it to the world. You take it out, you have to let it cool down. And usually you have to do something with it, right? You have to do something with the thing that you take out of the oven. Or if you just let it sit there, it'll eventually mold and go bad. If you put it in the fridge, and then it's at least you're taking an action, right? You're letting it cool or you're cutting it and slicing it and serving it to people or you're, you know, sitting it on the oven so it'll stay warm or something like that. There's an action that you take. You don't just open the oven and just let the, love, the oven sit open, right? You have to do something with it. So to kind of reframe or resummarize this metaphor in a sense, 
You have to find the right ingredients by being able to go and experience new things to have cleaner, more appropriate or helpful thoughts that are going to be put into new ideas. You bake these ideas at a temperature that is appropriate for the thing you're trying to bake and for the amount of time that you're trying to bake it. And usually through either reference or personal experience and usually both, you're able to get a gauge of like, you know, this is the temperature you should consider. This is the amount of time it needs to be in the oven. And then you just keep checking it to see if it's ready. And once it's ready, through experience, through trial and error, through iteration, you're going to probably have to make a lot of different pies before you can get a good sense of, of how, of, of when this thing is done uh, without having to use, you know, having to over rely on the information. Meaning if you just follow this temperature or you just follow the time, but your oven usually heats up faster or uh, a little bit hotter than other ovens, then you're going to burn your thoughts. <laughs> so the idea is try not to underbake and try not to overbake. But again, all of that's going to come with experience and you have to bake as many pies as you can to do that. So you're not going to make the perfect pie on the first try. And that means you're going to have to keep trying, keep testing, keep putting things out there. And you might look embarrassed in the process. You might, you might feel embarrassed in the process. Other people who are going to be valuable and helpful to you are not going to look at this pie and say, you know, and smack it out of your hands and say, Mleh this terrible pie, get it out of here. And that's just not how that's going to work. Uh, if you have really wonderful people who are going to be supportive and going to give you constructive feedback, uh, be direct with you, be honest with you, but be loving and caring and supporting, they're going to see that you're trying to do something and they're going to offer you guidance. Me, I'm trying to help you right now by giving you some ingredients. I'm giving you some of the things that you can think about. I'm th giving you thoughts to be able to take with you to put into ideas for things that you want to do. You've given me ingredients and thoughts about how to serve you as INTPs by creating the INTP Productivity Workshop, which you can sign up for below, which is on April 30th at 6 p.m. So go sign up for that because that's going to be more one-on-one -on -one time one-on-one, -on -one, one to a group. So whatever INTPs sign up, it's going to be me and a couple INTPs talking about productivity and how you can actually get things done. If you're trying to get things done, you're trying to start your own business, you're trying to be more accomplished, you're trying to develop the bravery to put your ideas out there, this is something you need to sign up for. And it's not just a bunch of videos or not just a bunch of audio. This is one-on-one, -on -one, me talking to you as a person, workshopping, these ideas out with you to try to help you cultivate this sense of productivity and creativity and putting your ideas out into the world. Because if you don't put your ideas out into the world, they will burn. They will either sit on the shelf and fester as thoughts and not go into ideas, or they will go into the oven and they will be undercooked or overcooked. Usually they'll just burn because they're just kind of re, you know, recirculating thoughts in your mind. And if you're not doing something with those thoughts, A, you're not going to have time to be able to start making more pies because you're going to be so focused on managing this other pie. Maybe you have to clear the smoke in your apartment or, you know, it'll burn the house down and you're not going to have the ingredients that you need to make a new pie. Um, but it, it's sort of like this reciprocity effect, right? You make something, you put it out, you serve it to people. 
and then you go back to the drawing board. And sometimes for a little while, you just make more ideas. You just keep going and going and going and going. I think you understand at this point, like what I mean with this metaphor. And hopefully that makes sense. Think about that. You can even apply it to cooking as well, which I think is a little bit more of a creative expression medium. You can take more more unique ingredients and you can make, you know, a stir fry, for example, can be something you can make your own version of. And as an INTP, I think that appeals more to be able to make your own version of that. But the reason I use baking is because if you get into the habit of baking, then you start baking things that people will appreciate and then people will want to buy your pies and then you, you bake more pies and you just keep doing it, right? You get into this circular pattern. The only difference is that as an INTP, all of this baking cycle, until it comes out of the oven, is something that you're doing on your own. This is your solo, solitary process. Your thinking is what is valuable about you as an INTP, or at least one of the big things that are valuable about you as an INTP. So it's important to value that process and to sometimes you can use this as a way to explain to other people why you do the way you do things the way you do, why you think so much, because it's important to get the right ingredients. It's important to to bake it at the right time, but it's important to to make things that will eventually serve people. Doesn't make sense to make a cherry pie if the people you're going to make it for doesn't don't like it, right? So at the end of the day, that's what it's all about is finding some way to make something that's both value to, valuable to you, but then valuable to other people. And then will allow you to keep using your talents of collecting ingredients, forming new pastries and ideas, and then be able to bake those ideas in a way that will eventually serve people. So at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. So hopefully that made sense. If you have any questions about like the metaphor or something doesn't quite make sense, go ahead and hit me up in the comments below. I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback on this metaphor. It's something I thought of in the shower. <laughs> so let's see if it's actually helpful um, and, and a way for you to get things out there. Um, I wanna support INTPs in your productivity, your output and sharing your ideas with the world. But at the same time, I know how much time it takes to bake the right ideas. So take your time to find the right ingredients and bake to your heart's desire because that's what we're valuable for. Not baking, but making new ideas and new things <laughs> and taking the time to do it right. Uh, so, but there's a wide window of output. It doesn't have to be perfect. There is no perfect, like this is the only time that it comes out of the oven. It's, as long as it's not undercooked or overcooked, you're good. So that's it. I'm done. There are other videos you can check out on our channel that'll be popping up next to my face or, you know, on a blank screen. And uh, go check those out. If you've liked this video, like and subscribe, do all the things. And then if you want to go to dopamine.life, we've got articles there. We've got podcasts. You can listen to all sorts of things and then sign up for programs or other things below in the comments. There are all sorts of links to stuff. So Lastly, if you're an, I, an INTP trying to improve your productivity, join our INTP productivity workshop, which is going to be on April 30th at 6 p.m. I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing another one of these, so go sign up now. And uh, if this goes really well, we'll keep doing more. So go ahead, sign up, and I'll see you in there. Thanks for watching. I appreciate you. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See ya.
This has been a C-Note Media Production.